0: Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. Uh, I'm Olivia. I'm sitting here with Ben Hunter, our fiction expert. Hi, Ben. Hello. Uh, Joe Lewin, our head of um, trade books. Hi. And Sarah McDooling, our kids and YA category manager. Hi, Sarah.
1: Uh, hi. <laughs>
0: um, and today we are gathered here to talk about the new adaptation of Normal People, on which is aired on Monday night. Um, it's an adaptation of Sally Rooney's best-selling and beloved novel, um, a book that we all really love here at Booktopia, and we kind of just wanted to get together and chat about what we thought of the adaptation. So I guess I'll just throw it out there. Um, what were your overall impressions of it? Did we like it or did we not like it?
1: Love it. It's beautiful. I love it.
2: Yeah, I think the, the, the reaction has been universally positive. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's exceeded expectations.
0: So Yeah, nice. I really think it's done that. Um, shall we talk about why we think that is? What did we like about it?
1: <laughs> I think it might be my favourite screen adaptation of a book, like, ever, maybe? I don't know if that's just oh. very fresh in my mind. But I thought it, it just beautifully captured the whole spirit of the book, even though you know, it was it, it was slightly different. It's always going to be different to how it is in your head and different to how it is on the page. But I just thought it it, it kind of nailed the feel and the and the spirit of the book perfectly.
3: Yeah, I think there's some the, the moments where the, the big emotive. I've alert. I've only watched I think five episodes, but the moments, the very emotional moments in the book where you're getting a lot of um, internal dialogue from the from the characters um, in the show. There's these beautiful, poignant silences, um, and just gorgeous actors on the part of uh, of both mm. of both the leads that just punch you in the gut with the the feelings um, and the emotions of of those moments. It's really beautiful.
1: I was a little bit initially. At first, like, at first glance, um, I did not know if the actor who was playing Connell was going to work for me. Like, I think, like, yeah, just at first first glance I just thought, oh, I might imagine Connell quite differently. But the second he started speaking and acting, I was like, oh, no, it's totally him. And now now I can't imagine any other Connell. That's so interesting because he's kind
0: of the Connell in my head has become the Connell on screen. It's
1: Hmm.
0: crazy. It's like they've dragged this actor out of my subconscious. It's weird.
1: Oh, they've supplanted my original Connell with this new one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think because
0: Sally Rooney describes in the book as like being as beautiful as a knife or something. There's a knife metaphor and it worked really well in the book. I'm like, that's such a good description for a person because I know exactly what kind of person that looks like in my head. And they've just found the most perfect actor. and his acting is incredible. Like I don't know about you guys, but I felt as if the series was a bit more heavily weighted towards Connell. I feel like we got his point of view a lot more than Marianne's. Maybe I'm just well, imagining if, it if right.
2: i if I remember the the novel correctly, um, Marianne her chapters are from first person, whereas Connell's are third. Is yeah,. That interesting. Um, so I have the book here, would, I'm going to check that. <laughs> would, yeah, please fact check. Uh, I think that would, the, the film perspective would, would um, balance, would mm. add, add a balance that um, naturally wouldn't be there. Um, I, I also found, um, obviously the performers have done an incredible job. You, you this, this show couldn't be a success without really good acting. Um, mm. It is a very interior and very nuanced um, piece of work. Um, but I, I certainly agree with Sarah that the the performers were different to what I had imagined. Um, I was, I'm, I'm not going to say cold to um, uh the guy who played Connell... Um, Paul Mescal. His name, Paul Mescal, thank you. Um, I'm not going to say cold, but uh, uh, he did not suit the expectation, um, like, from the start, but then I, I, I warmed to him very quickly. Yeah, um, it's I'd, very I'd just quickly, had a, I just had a very, very, um, uh, you know, evolved perspective on... Uh, Connell and Marion from from uh, yeah, a couple of years with this novel. Uh, and I think it's um it's self it's self reflective. You know, I I um I imagine the um the performer of you know I imagine the physical presence of Connell as uh as just a smaller man. a, a more sensitive uh you yeah, know some <laughs> I imagined a guy who looked more like me, frankly, yeah. like, a, like <laughs> a guy, like a a big guy, but not a um an intimidating physical presence um in terms of his size. Um, and I imagine the other male characters in Marianne's circle to be more physically intimidating. It's it, tiny, I, it's, aren't always, they? it's almost like a stylistic choice that. Um, these bad, bad men are so, <laughs> um, so small in stature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: I think the series is saying some very interesting things about masculinity that I think come across in Connell's character so mm, in terms of the fact yes. that he's, like, he's this, I guess, beautiful human being. Like, he's so physically impressive. Um, but he's also come from that lower working-class background, with raised Mm -hmm. by a single mum with a no-good dad that he doesn't even know the name of, I think, from memory. And compared to all of these, like, men who have grown up in this rich, privileged environment, and he seems a lot more confident in himself and less um, intimidated by them because I guess he has this awareness of, like, the falsity that they put on. Like, he's always very... In the novel, I remember him being very, like, he'd go to class and he'd be like, people haven't actually read these books and yet they're coming up with these opinions, all of these, like, ridiculous opinions, and it's not based on anything. So it's an interesting, mm. like, comment on um, class division and also just masculinity, I think.
1: Yeah, it's funny how all of those story beats for a character can – they're like they're there, and but there, there's different emphasis placed on different parts of it when you're watching it visually. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. like parts of it that they're not not present in the book, but maybe didn't hit as hard for me. Are like, I thought in the show when it, when they when they get to college, um, the alienation that Connell initially feels like. Where he's out of step and not, he's used mm-hmm. to being this like really popular person in his small town. And then he's in this larger place and it's not as easy for him to connect and make friends and stuff. I thought, while that is 100% present in the book, I felt that it was more emphasized when I was watching it in the show. I don't know why exactly. Um, maybe because when you're inside his head, you have more faith in his like, strength of personality to know that he's he's fine, like, he's going to be okay mm. that I stage. I find
2: that to be a really interesting observation, Sarah, because I, I almost feel the precise opposite.
1: Really? <laughs> um,
2: oh, yeah. I, Shall I, we get, yeah. Yeah, um, if I may, like, I I, I felt that um, particularly um, in the the, you know, the, the the earlier years of the characters, when they're in high school and when they uh, first go to uh, first year of Trinity, um, and they have that wonderful um, sort of role reversal, where in which which Marion um, becomes uh, popular um, to a, a, a like a, a group of friends, and Connell is um, completely alone for the first time. Uh, the gravitas of that shift. Um, and, and the uh, really visceral reaction the characters have to to their scenario um, is is um, is not downplayed, but you just don't feel the weight of it. Yeah, there's there's a there's a um, there's a turning point in the college years where um, in the first year of college where Connell's character the Connell character is invited to a party for the first time in Forever. And he is socialising for the first time in a long time with complete strangers. And there's uh, this whole anxiety around showing up with his backpack and the fears in his backpack <laughs> yes. in the novel. Um, and I just was grinding my teeth when I knew this moment. You know the moment's coming in, in the show. Uh, but the anxiety of it. This, I just didn't feel it on screen. You know, it's it's um, it was kind of like a. It's all in their heads, and you you just you miss out on the gravity of it.
0: Yeah, it improves. It, it
2: improves, so, it yeah. improves as the as the show develops, and perhaps the 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 action on on screen becomes more. Um, you know, the physical interaction and the and the dialogue of these people as they become adults probably has more gravity that maybe that shifts the balance of like what's in their head a bit.
1: Yeah. I just felt, I don't know, I feel like it's like not different. It's just emphasised differently to me. And I guess when reading it, I don't know if it's that you're a little like fractionally because of the way that our third person versus first person like fractionally distanced from Connell or if it's just that something about his character from the beginning just strikes you as, like, I don't know how to say this. Like, he's obviously, like, stronger and has more integrity of character than Marianne in a lot of ways. And you just, as a reader, I guess I just always was very, like, suffering along with the character but very aware that this level of anxiety is something that's not visible to everyone else around them. Like, Do you know what I mean? Am I making I mean any kind of sense? Yeah. I think that his anxiety
3: is very visible in the in the show. I think that's something that that yes. actor does yeah. brilliantly.
0: He's
1: got a he face for yeah, he has to. That. Yeah, that's like this is what I'm. This is exactly what I'm trying to articulate. In the show, you know what he's feeling. Sorry, in the book, you know what he's feeling, but you're also aware on some level that it's in his mind and that everyone else around him, particularly Marianne and stuff, is not seeing this. Like. They can't see the weird anxiety that he has because he appears to be like a confident, attractive boy. And yeah. that's something that you're aware of in the book, but then in the show he just looks so vulnerable, the actor, and he has to do yeah. that because he has to convey those feelings in a visual medium. But it really changed the whole experience of the exact same story for me in a subtle, subtle way. Yeah, I kind of want
0: to talk about how the novel gets at that interiority because I've talked with Ben about this Um that I had a couple of issues with the way that in which it did it. So I guess we could kind of shift and talk about the things that we didn't really like or vibe with about the show. And I was saying to Ben that the novel works because it is so focused on character interiority. Like, whatever's happening inside the heads of the characters is usually a lot more interesting than what's actually happening in front of them. Because otherwise it's just a regular will-they-won't-they-love story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've seen a couple of reviews where people say this is just a love story about two people that can't work out if they want to be together. It's not that interesting. And I'm like, but that's kind of the point it's, it's all about what's happening in their heads. And the title of the, if,
2: the show and the book is normal people.
0: Yeah. So like <laughs> <did> I, <laughs> a, kind of a, an issue that I did have with the way that they um, adapted the book was they tried to take some of that interiority and turn it into dialogue. And I don't think yeah. it always worked. Like there's this one scene um, where Marianne in isn't they're in high school. Marianne is watching Connell play soccer, I think, or football. Um, Gaelic
2: football. Gaelic football. I've, yeah. In the, when I read the novel, they call it they call it football, and I assumed it was soccer, but it's actually Gaelic <laughs> football.
0: Yeah, I had that moment of confusion watching it. It's like they are touching the ball with their hands. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and she thinks to herself while she's watching because he's so like beautiful, beautiful and physically, like. Mm. Impressive on the field, which is why I always saw him as like being bigger, but anyway. Um, and she thinks to herself, I would like to watch him have sex and not even necessarily with me. And that's a strange thought to have about someone. Like, I don't know about you guys, I don't really think that about people that I'm attracted to. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
1: that's it's a sta- whole separate
3: podcast, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> and potentially not on this channel.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit
0: um, x rayed, isn't it? But like, the interesting thing about that moment is that it a, it shows us that Marianne's a bit unusual without falling into that quirky Manning Pixie Dream Girl trope. Like, she has these weird intrusive thoughts about people. But B, it also shows us that she doesn't even see herself as a participant in her own life. She w- doesn't even want to have sex with him herself, even though, I mean, we we know that she does. But when she's thinking about him in a sexual way, she doesn't see herself as a participant. And that's something that we see carried on throughout the book with Marianne. Like, at one point she thinks that her life is happening somewhere very far away without her. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: But then in the show, she says that to Connell, like they're lying together, they've just like had sex or whatever. And she's thinking, you know, like I watched you, you know, in that time when you were playing football and when I was watching you, I thought that I wanted to watch you have sex with someone. And it completely changes that dynamic. And it becomes more about Marianne kind of seeking Connell's assurance that she's not that weird, but also that he doesn't mind her being weird.
2: She also she poses it as a question in the dialogue. She mm. she asks Connell, "Does that make that me weird? weird?"
1: Yeah.
2: Whereas um, in the prose, it's an internal thought, and that and and she says, you know, in in the prose, I am aware that this makes me a strange person. Mm. There's a there's a self awareness um, in that in that kind of, in that moment. And it's kind of, it it kind of expresses the, the, the gravitas of their sexual relationship to come that Mm. um, is really important because there's a lot of, there's a lot of sex in the show and in the novel. Um, huh. And it is important. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it is not. It is not sex for the sake of sex. It is. It is sex that is um, a, an evolving intimacy, and it is advancing the the character development for both. I think
3: the way they portray the sex between Marianne and Connell, and Marianne and other people is really yeah. um, is really beautiful, you know, like they really, I think they really capture, without being too titillating, they capture the difference between um, intimate sex and just sex, sex, just fucking, you know, um, mm. in a way that uh, really hits, you know, that moment when they come back together um, at college um, after this, After this absence and this starvation of each other, I thought that that scene was just was just gorgeous. It just wrenched it wrenched my heart out and stamped on it on the ground. The way (laughs) those those first touches between them um, Mm. is it's something that's so hard to portray on screen. It's a lot easier to portray um, in books because as soon as you put um, kids on the TV. (laughs) <laughs> um, it becomes something different. You know, it's it's much harder to keep people in the emotion of the moment and not just in, you know, I'm watching something sexy on TV. And I think that that was really sensitively done. While you see really, lots of nudity and you see lots of sex, you also feel it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I'm a bit in awe of the way they were able to do that. It's a, um, incredible, huh? Yeah.
2: They make some really, really big decisions. So they'll, they'll, they'll do things like, Show a, a a sex scene from from start to finish in some yeah. some cases uh, that they, they won't have a cut sequence they won't have like um they won't <laughs> there's certainly no like big soundtrack moments to the sex like you get wow. in, in in a lot of film yeah, um, they don't they don't and, um cut away
3: to fireworks or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> no
2: <laughs> there's no there's no t- trains going to tunnels and um fireplaces. <laughs> um uh, an article on the Guardian that interviews the uh, what do they call it the intimacy director of the show. She is mm. a former ballet choreographer.
1: Who, I see who, that who does um, yeah.
2: who does uh, who specifically does intimacy scenes and is all about you know um, conveying the the message of the um, the script and protecting and um the the comfortability of the performers it's a yeah that's that's a whoever did that they're a real good chop <laughs> yeah yeah,
3: yeah. it must have been so hard thing. to i mean being i guess being present during sex versus being absent during sex is um something that's so uh, fraught in life, especially in that age group when you're kind of experimenting and having the courage to be um, 100% there with the person in the time. Um, It's hard in life and it's hard to portray.
0: Yeah. I think that is one of the strengths of the show is that it is able to give us like a visual language for for the things that we only ever read about. And it adds to it in a really beautiful way. I Like I've seen some people say there was too much sex. Um, but I don't know the se- like the amount of sex didn't could really register with me when I was point. reading it. And even when I was watching it, it was just that I think it's rare that we see sex scenes portrayed in the way that they are on normal people as being both a psychological as well as a physical act um, that I think it's registering with people on a deeper level.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you could tell this story – visually without it. Like without yeah. it wouldn't work. Mm.
3: Absolutely um, not. Yeah, I agree. It makes me
1: really want to it's, all, it's all about up,
2: intimacy.
3: Though. You know, it's all about intimacy and that intimacy needs to be physical. Mm. It needs to be um, physical skin on skin as well as emotional skin on skin. And that's the, that's what those guys have together that they don't have with any other person is that when they're together they're really, really together. actually touching each other.
0: Yeah. So you can't show it's, that
3: without them physically doing
0: that. Yeah. And it just upset the chemistry between the actors was insane.
2: Like amazing.
0: I saw someone on Twitter yeah. saying, oh, they have no chemistry. I'm like, are we watching the same show? It's like. This is so, it's so like, much of it is subjective.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, really. I but I thought, I don't know, what the show is so fresh in my mind and it feels so mm-hmm. perfect and well done. And it feels like this amazing cover of, like, a song that I really love, but it also makes me want to go and reread the book now because I, I really want to get lost in it again and and yeah. refresh my memory because I don't want the show to like become more present in my mind than the book. Hmm.
0: I think I've reread it a couple of times. I made the colossal mistake of writing a uni essay on it and it just like it's just it's in my my head, that book. It's
1: so oh, know it like so well.
0: oh it's insane. Um, I kind of want to get into the structure of the show, because it is very different to the book. Like, the book time jumps a lot, and it goes back and forth. But it does that with the aim of adding another layer to a situation that we thought we already knew. Um, like the situation where Connell has to leave Dublin because he's lost his job, and he can't, bless his soul, Ask, come up with the courage to ask Marianne <laughs> to move in with him. Oh, my God. You really feel it's it. It's such and a tragedy. It's uh, so upsetting and I know, I've been in like those exact situations and it's it's so stupid but so painful and real at the same time. And when we go back and forth and we see that same situation from both sides of the characters, from both character sides but at different times in the novel, it really gives it this depth that just works so much in its favour. Um, yeah. But the show itself can't really do that. So we have like 12 Half-hour-long episodes, which was a genius move, because if they'd been hour-long episodes, the show would have been far too slow. Um, but what do we feel? How do we feel that the chronological approach helped? This, like, how does it feel to see the story told chronologically as opposed to the time jumps?
1: I think it was the right choice. Um, I think often a non a non non-linear movements so are easier to take in a book than in shows and and stuff i'm trying to think
2: of if
1: i really believe that i'm trying to think of some non- <laughs> non-linear there,
2: there are some time jumps in the show um, yeah but they are not on the same scale yeah um, definitely not
1: like they do go over that scene but they go over that scene in the one episode Or um, well, like it's the end of one episode and then the beginning
0: of the next
2: yeah yeah it's the, much closer together I think the effect of the time jumps in the novel perhaps um, hold the reader's hand and sort of lead them up the garden path of, okay, here's, here's Marianne um, noticing um, Connell and his mother at the supermarket um, back in Sligo um, after not seeing each other for a while. And here's all the space in between that interaction um and then you get you know you're you know you're, you're reading a novel about two people in a supermarket it's um if uh, if you didn't have the color that would be so dry but you get the the nuance and the the value sort of invested into this moment um through through that shift um mm. i think with the visual form um you already have a big balance between the characters that uh wasn't wasn't naturally there in the prose style uh and I, I think i think you know it, it can just achieve the the narrative um goals without having to be mm-hmm. so jumpy um, mm-hmm just by the amount of stuff you can communicate with a few seconds of footage with, you know, camera angles and mise-en-scene and great mm. performance and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Look, and to be honest, I don't even really remember, like, it's been, a, it's been, I guess, about two-ish years or one and a half years since I've read it and I've only read it once, which I'll soon rectify. But I guess I didn't really rem- take away with me as a, as a thing that I fully, rightly remembered that it was hopped around a bit. Like I just remember the story, and I guess it rearranges. The, you remember the the feel of it and like the intensity of it. And mm. um, I don't think when I was watching the show, I don't think I consciously noted that they'd changed no. that. Really, I didn't notice. Yeah,
0: Inter- that's interesting because I think I found that I did, and I remember watching going, "Oh, that happens right then." Like um, Connell's childhood friend commit suicide right as, like, when Marianne is still in Sweden and she comes back for the, the um funeral. And I think that added a lot more gravitas to the scene and, like, the fact that Marianne flew in all the way from Sweden to be there for him. That carried a lot more weight in the show, I think, than it did in the book, the fact that she was there. Yeah. Um, which I guess makes more a lot more sense for visual the, storytelling.
2: The show puts more investment into um, the character who will um, take his own life and the relationship between that character and Connell um, than I recall in the book.
3: Um, Uh,
0: Yeah,
2: definitely.
3: I I really remember that in the book. I remember Connell's struggles between... Um, you know, being the good guy and um, and being a good friend. You know, back in mm. back in high school, around like standing up for Marianne and standing up for the the right way to speak to other people, or just mm. being accepted by his friends. I found that really maybe because I'm a mother of a boy, and I I kind of see myself as the Connell's mother when she gets, you know, she's so ashamed of him. Mm. Um, I, I watch that as a parent, and I go, "Oh, you know, mm. what's the right way to coach your young boy to stand up for the right thing to say?" Yeah,
1: well, that's I a really, really interesting.
0: Liked, I really, yeah, I really like the um, investment that the show and the novel put into those mother into exploring those motherly relationships. And like you see, Connell and Lorraine, um, they have such close relationship because they're all the other really has in the world in terms of family and I guess even financial situation like they are working class and poor and Lorraine is literally Marianne's family's maid in a way and when you kind of contrast that with the colder relationship between Marianne and her mother Denise um the show does that really well that contrast
3: oh Uh, brilliantly yeah Yeah. the the way that Lorraine is able to um call her son out yeah you know he says there's that beautiful scene in the show where he says you know can't you can't you just be on my side she's like i don't want to be on your side on this one you know being able to tell your the person that you love more than you love life itself that they're wrong um and that they've behaved badly um is something that takes exceptional love uh to be able to do
2: yes I, i watched that part with um my partner Rose and and she, she almost got it up out of a chair and and cheered um and she said <laughs> look there's there's just so much history of the mothers of of men who make bad decisions defending them against women, um, yeah and, and this chooses not to do that and it's yes a, because it's, it's a I really, think it's it's a real strength.
3: It's our, it's our responsibility as the mothers of young men to defend our boys against making those wrong decisions or remaking those wrong decisions by, you know, calling them out. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I, I really did like that part and I, it brings to attention a thing that I think the show did for me, which is that it brought a lot of the side characters like Connell's mum and, like, particularly ones that, but most of them, most of the side characters were brought into sharper focus for me in the show. Like, yeah, uh, definitely. Like, what's the name of, I want to say Graham, but I don't think that's right. Her first boyfriend? Gareth. Yeah, Gareth, right. He barely exists in my memory in the book. And <coughs> in the show, he's like Gosh. way more of an actual character. I think think he barely exists in Marianne's memory (laughs) (laughs) too.
0: I like how they did that with Jamie as well. They kind of showed how he would, not gaslight because that word gets overused, but he would undermine Marianne's confidence even when they were friends. Like he would, like when they were all sitting down having a glass of wine, she's like, I know what Marianne's going to do. She's going to have two glasses of wine and then a cigarette, and then she's going to walk out of the room or something. And then there's that scene at the pool where she's watching Connell play, like, water polo. And he comes up and I can't remember what he says, but it's something at the effect of really him. I don't think you two work together. And he's trying to undermine her confidence so he can slide in and eventually replace Connell, which he does to disastrous effect. It's so good how the, the show expands on those side characters.
1: Yeah, it's, I think that's one thing about the show that I really I really like. Hmm. And even with
0: um, Rachel Connell's um, ex-girlfriend, if you could even really call her that, um, it's indicated that they had had sex previously where you don't really get that explicit mention that they were together in the book. And it adds that whole other level of meaning to how Rachel treats both Connell and Marianne, um, when they were in high school. It's really interesting and I appreciate that the show did that.
1: Yeah, I feel like they I don't know. That's a really interesting point actually, because I would have said there's maybe it's subtext or something, but I guess I've kind of assumed, assumed that they did. But Yeah, same. I, I I thought that it was clear in the book.
3: But I'm I'm sure Olivia's read it more times than I have. And uh, it must have just been subtext, but I merely assumed. Yeah.
0: Well, it just kind of mentions that he had sex with people before and they, like, a detail that I love that they include is that he always tries to be tender and nice to them and they just laugh at him and tell all the girlfriends about it the next day at school. And it's mortifying to him. Like, the poor thing. Like with someone who like oh, does not like having sex at this point, I think he says that he it makes him want to throw up or something at this point, which is a really like visceral reaction to something that a lot of young men are assumed to be wanting to do. Like,
2: God, does I, that love make sense? I love these characters. That's really <laughs> interesting because I, I I kind of um maybe this is my gender, but like I, I read i read Connell's actions in high school. Much more harshly, and I, 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 I see a, a young man who is um, intelligent, but yet to learn so much of hmm. the the consequences of his actions and the the emotion, the the kind of like the fact that he's using people. Um, yeah, mm.
1: I agree, Ben. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree too, but we wouldn't care about him if we didn't also the fine balance between really disapproving of his actions and wishing that he would be better. Um, I mean, you wish that, I guess you wish he would be better because you already like him so much and sympathise with him so much. And you don't. That's you right. <laughs> perhaps.
2: Yeah. Do you think perhaps um, in the book you you like him from the outset because of the investment that Marianne has in him from the outset rather than because of anything he does to portray himself or, or anything in his actions?
0: No, I don't think so. No. I I think Connell's always been, if I had a favourite character in the book, it would be Connell, um, which surprised me as, um, as much as, you know, that kind of thing can. Um, but I think his great flaw is that, He wants what he wants, but he's afraid of it at the same time. And when he actually reaches out and takes it, he doesn't know what to do with it. So he tries to bury it. And it's got that added layer of him being a popular athletic boy at school who has this, he was in love with basically the worst person that he could be in love with ever. And he's, that terrifies him. And so he tries Ah. to shove it all away and then like, he doesn't know what to do with it. And then it all comes crashing down around him anyway. I think it's that lack of an ability to communicate and that fear that I think is his fatal flaw rather than, like, he's not, he's not doing anything out of malice, you know what I mean?
1: But I think I wants. do agree a little bit with Ben in that I think just we learn more about Connell through Marianne's perspective than we really learn about Marianne through Connell's perspective. Mm. Like, I don't, I, feel her, I, don't, I don't think he knows him. Clearly. He doesn't see her clearly until much later.
3: Yeah, you know, like he doesn't even realize that he's completely eviscerating her through high school. He doesn't yeah. know that what he's doing is bad until after the Debs. Um, and that is like, even for a 17 or 18 year old boy, that is freaking blind. Like, yeah. <laughs> I found it, I, I, I do find him a very sympathetic character later on in the book, but um, I'm with Ben like at the beginning of the book I'm, I just spend a lot of time being angry with him and it's not until he starts to be more self-reflective that I have more I really sympathy. love him
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Before, I, I mean, anyone,
3: anyone can see like from the from the time you're eight years old you can see when someone is not being socially accepted in school mm. um, and you know what the right thing to do is by that person um, this is not you know, you, I don't think you can excuse his actions by him being young. He knows what he's doing. Or if he doesn't, he should.
0: Yeah. And, and that's very like, I'm, not exu- that, I'm not trying to excuse his actions. It's more just that he know, he doesn't have the courage to do the right thing because he's yeah. so scared of what he wants. And it's, like, it's incredibly frustrating. And
1: Yes. And like I think it would be like, a very different quality to the anger that we feel at him at the beginning of the book if he were not a character that had already crept in. Yeah been likable like you can that's right you really, want him to be better
0: yeah yes. exactly you want him to be better
1: we're
3: all and it's, in this and situation. It's redemptive that he does you know he does realize and he does actually hmm. um and he feels bad not just because of what he's lost but of what he's done yeah yes and
0: they portray that so well in the show when he he leaves the debs and he just breaks down into tears going what the hell have I done like yeah. you know what you did
1: Yeah, I actually feel that that particular moment of his grief and self-hatred after the devs is much more clear in the show than in the book probably. Yeah, it's
0: beautiful. And I agree on that point with Marianne's reaction to it. You see a lot more of her being hurt by him in the show, which I think really makes you feel for her. Um, Not that you don't in the book, but. She's a she's so very prickly in the first few chapters of the book that I feel like it takes ah. a bit a, a bit longer to get to her.
3: No, it's I disagree. Like I disagree. Really? I yeah. thought I thought that in the in the show, to me, she came off as more self-contained and self-assured, whereas in the book, because you've got her inner monologue and you know how um, how isolated she feels.
1: Um, at home and at school um yeah this is I where thought. we get into we're getting into the murky waters of being a group of people who read the book first and then saw the show and are yeah. now trying to decipher the differences yeah. when mm. the differences are so weirdly subtle because you're just showing they're trying yeah. to show the same character traits in different ways and those different ways read differently. See, yeah. That's, that's
2: a really big big question. Um I, I, I think with the 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 big change that happens early with Marianne is that she's really hurt by Connell. But it um it takes um, a dialogue with Lorraine for her to come to the perspective that it was right for her to be hurt. Yeah, it is—it mm-hmm. isn't a not a, a selfish or interior pain that she's feeling. That the actions of Connell were objectively wrong. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a really, really yeah. strong moment in both the novel and the show.
3: Um, yeah, I think for someone who's never had, um, she doesn't have anyone in her ro- in her life that actually treats her the way a person needs to be treated. You know, her mother is yeah. old. Her brother is a pig, um, and then she meets this boy who just treats her the way she's been led to believe she deserves. Because she yes.
1: expects so little. She just mm. doesn't know how to how to even ask for more. She doesn't expect more. No, she she's no like a hungry right. dog. Yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I love these it characters really is. much.
2: <laughs> and yeah. just going back was, to getting,
3: And so I think really that's deep. what makes her so self-assured when she gets to college is that um, Connell's always had support. He's always had the support mm. of his mother to fall back on. He's always had all these great friends that prop him up, um, whereas Marianne has had to be completely self-sufficient from a young age. And so she comes to college expecting nothing and people are attracted to that self assurance and that um, and that um, independence, whereas Connell mm-hmm. kind of comes in and he's so worried about his stupid backpack that he can't connect <laughs> properly with people.
0: He's not used well, she, to being on his own. I also think it's the, like, Marianne's wealth and privilege um, does kind of ease that transition a little yes. bit. Like, she does fall into a very privileged group of people and we later find when they most of them turn on her you know, that it's, again, based on... But it's interesting. It's like
3: each character has a different kind of privilege. So Mm. he has the privilege of having been raised in a loving family and having um, therefore developed um, a self-esteem and a self-assurance that's allowed him to um, have a wide variety of friends at school. She's grown up in a very financially... um, Uh, privileged position, but very underprivileged emotionally in her family. So uh, this is kind of the dichotomy that goes through the whole book is that she's advantaged in some ways and he's advantaged
1: in others. Mm.
0: God. So I guess the ultimate question is would you guys watch it again?
1: I want to read it first. I would definitely watch it again, but I want to reread the book before I do that, if I do that. Interesting. I, 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 I guess, don't rewatch.
0: Yeah. I don't rewatch. I, don't, I just
3: like to experience things and then mm. let them sit.
0: I remember my first instinct after I finished it. I was messaging a friend of mine who hadn't watched it yet, but also loved the book. And I said, "This is so emotionally intense. Like by the last episode, like I didn't cry reading the book, but I just I couldn't stop crying watching the show. And by the end of it, I'm like, I don't know if I want to put myself through that again. I think I would just go back to the book."
1: Um, that's Florida. the reason I do that's the reason I do want to put myself through it again I cried <laughs> with both I'm pretty sure I think I cried in the book and in, in the show um and I will I know that I will revisit both probably at some point but the, I just know that the next if I the next time I go back to normal people as a story it will be the book not the
2: show hmm. yeah I, I agree with Sarah there um I think that the, the tricky question um The show is a a really wonderful piece of art, and it is Mm. um, incredibly nuanced and, um, uh, yeah, like, spectacular to watch. Do you need to have read the novel to get the value out of the show?
0: I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so, because I was watching it at home, and my... Flatmate came and event and started watching it about like four episodes in, and she had to, she was ducking in and out, but by the end of it she was glued to it, and she was so invested, and she was like, they need to end up together, they need to like, no, what are you doing? Like, so I think I, there is that pull. Yeah. It pulls I think it's it's the kind of story for sure. everyone in.
1: The show is strong enough to stand alone, but is it a richer, more nuanced, more satisfying experience if you have read the book? A hundred percent. And yes. I, I feel as though, you know, whereas in most things I'd be comfortable to say, oh, look, watch watch the show or re- watch the movie and if you like it, you can always go back and read the book. I would say if you ever intend to read this book, it, read it before the show. Do you think? Yeah. I think? I think that you could watch the show and I feel like
3: the book would then be a manual to the
1: characters afterwards. Maybe, but I'd... <sighs> I feel like the book is quite special and I, like, whereas, whereas most of the time I'm not finicky on this, I'm not, like, a big believer in you have to always read the book first. But this book, I feel, deserves to be your first experience of this story and then the show will be that much better for it. I still think you can enjoy the show without having read it and I still think you can enjoy the book without, mm-hmm. after having watched the show, for sure. Yes. But yes. I think the prime way to to do this, if you if you want to get the best experience out of both forms of artwork, would be to go book first and then show.
0: Luckily, it's a book that kind of has wide appeal. Like, it's marketed as literary fiction, but I think it also appeals to a wider readership, people that read commercial, but also even YA. Like, I've seen some people kind of yeah. um, refer to it with derision as upscaled YA, which I don't agree with. No.
1: Those people just but haven't just... read a good YA. <laughs> yeah that's
0: <laughs> that's my point but basically it's just there's a reason so many people have fallen in love with this book and I don't know I kind of agree with Sarah that it should probably be your first point but any way you come to this story
1: I think is the right way
0: yeah good no matter what
1: yeah but you know well, if I'm if we're gonna rate it on the best way to go about it this one is a firm book first for me
0: Well, I think we'd better wrap it up because this is getting a bit lengthy and you listening at home know that we could talk about books and book adaptations for literal hours, um, but we probably should leave it there. Uh, Thanks, guys. Literal and literary hours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thank you for your insights, guys. I have seen the show in a new light. I've seen the book in a new light. And it makes me wish that quarantine was over so we could all just get together over lunch and talk
3: about normal people
0: yeah
3: it will happen soon olivia it will happen
0: soon <laughs> all right um so if you're listening at home you can watch normal people which is directed by lenny abrahamson and teddy mcdonald um and written by alice birch marco Rowe, and sally rooney herself um it's on it's showing on stan at the moment and i'm pretty sure you could probably get it on itunes um but either way definitely give it a watch it gets a thumbs up from all of us thanks for listening